the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Our Response to the Word. God's Word is a book that's full of promises that God shares with us that He's willing to do for me and you. Awesome promises that a God who cannot lie tells us that He's willing to do for me and you. But, even though God shares with us all the things that He's willing to do for us, our responding properly to His promises will determine whether or not He'll happen for us. We have a part to play in whether or not the things that God's Word had to say can actually happen in our lives. If we don't respond properly to what God said in His Word, then we won't experience the awesome things that we heard in His Word. So that what God's Word said can actually happen for me and you, we need to learn to respond properly to the Word God shares with me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Hebrews chapter 10, as we learn a little bit more that we need to know so that we can be able to join our voices with the awesome worship team that was up here singing, that you've made me glad. Because the Lord wants to make you glad. He wants awesome things to be able to move forward into the midst of your life and operate and manifest in the midst of your life. But of course, in order for that to occur, we have to learn the things that he wants us to learn. We've been learning for a little while, (coughs) excuse me, And dealing with the subject of our response to the word. Our response to the word. Because if we respond correctly to the word of God, then we will make sure that we will move forward and receive all that it is that the word of God has in store for us. If we do what it is that the word of God wants us to do, we will be able to step into all that it is that God has in store for me and you. But that's if we do what God wants us to do and respond accordingly. Because anytime that the Lord wants to get you into a particular place to receive a particular thing, to be able to cause certain things to be able to happen for you, or I can include to not happen to you, God's going to always give you a word. He's going to share with you the word, because if you do what you've heard, then you will receive what you've heard. If you do what he tells you to do, then he'll be able to manifest that thing for you. If you allow yourself to be able to receive his correction, then you will, of course, be able to move into God's uh, perfection. But if you do not do it, then praise God, then you'll never get a chance to step into the things that God has in store for you, although he's already ordained them. Although he's already set them in place, although they're already yours, earmarked for you in heaven, they will never manifest in your life because we do not respond correctly to the word of God. So therein, this is why this teaching is so important. And I'm sure you've been been being blessed by it thus far. If you were not here, make sure you get some of the CDs and tapes that we've done. A few parts of it already. I think it'll be a tremendous blessing to you. We're going to read a foundational text, Hebrews chapter 10. And by the way, have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say unto you today. I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. Hebrews chapter 10, we'll start reading at verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, 
which hath great recompense of reward. And our confidence does have great recompense of reward. That's why he says, don't cast it away. Don't hurl it to the side. Do not throw it away. Don't let it go. Hold fast to it. Because when we hold fast to our confidence, which is our faith, it will bring great recompense of reward. It will cause awesome things to be able to have opportunity to manifest in the midst of each and every one of our lives. It'll cause awesome things to be able to manifest in each and every one of our lives. That's if we do not cast away our confidence. Because God wants you to hold fast to your confidence. Your confidence, of course, is your faith. Because once you have faith, you will have confidence. Confidence enough to the point that you'll begin to rely upon what it is that God has to say. Trust in what God has to say. To the point that you will order your life according to it each and every day. And the moment that you stop ordering your life according to it, the moment you stop relying upon it, the moment you stop trusting in it is when you have cast away your confidence. That's when you let it go. So in case you're thinking whether I think I got my confidence or not, do you trust what God has to say? Are you relying upon what God has to say? The word rely means lean upon. Are you leaning upon it? Not enough that you keep your own balance that just in case it's not true, you don't have to worry about falling. No, God says whosoever believeth in me will never be ashamed. Why is that? Because he's going to hold them up because God's word is strong enough to be able to make sure that you don't uh, end up flat on your face. God wants you to be able to step into his manifold grace. And he gives us a word that tells you do not cast it away because if you do not cast it away, it will have great recompense of reward. It will bring to you what it is that you desire. It will be able to cause uh, on the inside of you a fire. It will cause awesome things to be able to have opportunity to operate for me and you. That's if we don't cast it away and hold it fast too. He said in verse 36, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Of course, the promises received after we hold fast to what it is that God has to say and don't cast it away. Because when we do what God has to say, that's a demonstration of the fact that we truly rely upon and have confidence in his word that we'll do what it is he has to say. And when we do it, as long as we have patience, we will receive the promise because patience is necessary. Why is that? Because you don't know all the things that are required to be able to get you what God has in store for you. You don't know all that's required. All you know is what God told you to do. And all he needs you to do is do what he tells you to do. He'll take care of the rest. Because if it means turning somebody's heart, he'll turn their heart. If it means positioning somebody and getting everything else in place so you can step into the full manifold grace, he'll do it. Don't you worry about his part. You just handle your part and don't cast away your confidence. And then have patience that after you've done what you've done, then you know God's going to come through for you. Patience is a four letter word. It's called wait. But God's not cussing at us. God is not trying to insult you. God is not trying to uh, 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 dishonor you in any kind of a way. He wants you to wait on him. Why? Because he's going to come through. He said that in the very next verse. He said, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. God ain't going to tarry. Tarry means wait. He's not going to wait, but he needs you to wait. He's been waiting on us already to be able to do what it is he wants us to do, to have confidence in him, to have trust in him, to rely upon him, to have faith in him. And once we have faith in him, then it opens the door for him to come through and do what it is he wants to do to reposition everything and pull everything together so that you can be able to have the full manifestation of the thing that you and he desires to give you. Verse 38 says, now, as a result of all that it is we just said, the just shall live by faith. That's, the, that's us. We are the just. 
That word just means declared righteous. And God has declared us righteous. We who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We who have allowed that which Jesus Christ did on the cross to become a substitutionary work for us. So the point that we don't have to pay for the sins that we did before. We don't have to pay for Adam's sin. But now we can step in and operate like God really is our friend. That we who are the just, the, 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 the ones that have been declared righteous. God has declared us righteous. And so don't you let no jack leg preacher tell you that you're not the righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because if you are not, then the exchange was never made. Because we were sinners previously. But as a result of the blood of Jesus, we've been saved by grace. And once we've been saved by grace, the exchange has been made. He took upon our sin. We took upon his righteousness. Now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then we operate by faith. Glory to God. If you don't operate by faith for no other reason, operate by faith because an exchange has been made. Jesus took your spot. Now you take his spot. He always did everything that he did based on what his father had to say. He always did what he did based on what he saw his father do. That's all he did. He didn't do nothing else other than what he saw his father do and what he heard his father say. And so since the exchange has been made and he took upon Jesus, took upon our spot that rarely ever did anything according to what God has to say. Now it's time to live out your your new spot in, in in God. And that's doing what Jesus would have done. If you took his spot, carry out what it is he would have done. And all he does is what his father says. That's why we are the just and all we do is what our father says. Is my mic on? All we do is what our father says. That's all we do is what our father says. Are you listening to me? If the word of God says it, we do it because that's what Jesus did. And we took upon our spot. We took him on his spot while he took on ours. He received stripes because of us. He allowed himself to be tacked on a cross because of us. He allowed himself to be beat to a pulp to the point that he no longer even resembled a man just like us. What you see on most of those crucifixes is a lie because Jesus didn't even look like a man anymore while he was on that cross. He looked more like hamburger. He was beat to a pulp to the point that he did, his visage was so marred, Isaiah says, that he did not even resemble a man. They're looking up there like, what the heck is that? Are you listening to me? Same thing that the angels was doing when they was looking down the earth and seeing us in sin, saying, what the heck is that? I thought that was supposed to be man who you were supposed to be so proud of. Now look at him now. He looking like a hamburger. Are you listening to me? Without the cheese. Blessed be his name. Well, it's time for us to be able to please the Lord and do what it is he wants us to do and conduct ourselves the way he wants us to conduct ourselves. And we live by faith. If God said it, we do it. If God said we can have it, we gonna have it. If God said we can live it, we gonna live it. If God said to give it, we gonna give it. Come on, give me a better amen than that. If God said it, we gonna do it because that's just the way we live. That's how we roll. That's how we walk. That's how we talk. That's how we do everything we do. We do what God says do because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost and we conduct ourselves his way and no other way. Are you listening to me? We ain't them fake Christians. We ain't them unbelieving believers. We're the believers. We're the just. I thought I'd get some better amens than that. We the just. And we live by faith. Just how we do what we do. That's just how we roll. That's all we do. If it's in the book, when we take a look, that's what we live by. If it ain't in the book, we ain't living like that. We don't live according to Ebony Magazine. Are you listening to me? We don't live according to Fielding Stream. We don't live according to any other magazine. We don't live according to Cosmopolitan. We don't live according to O and Oprah. Are you listening to me? We don't live according to none of that. We don't live according to none of that. Only thing we live according to is what did the Bible say? If the Lord said it, that's the way we live. We don't care what we see. We don't care what we hear. We don't care what what impending dangers are near. All we know, if God said it, he's going to back us up and because the just live by faith. But he goes on in that exact same verse to make another awesome statement. 
If that one ain't good enough for you, here's another one that's even just as awesome. He said, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. Listen to the Lord. The Lord said, if anybody, that's any man, that's any man. I don't care who you are, any man talking about the just. If you draw back, he said, my soul has no pleasure in him. Wow. In fact, he said to just live by faith. But if anybody, just or unjust, draw back away from what it is I say, I got no pleasure in them. Now, he's not talking about the person, per se, because God loves everybody. He's talking about his actions. Because anytime our actions are anything other than by, based upon what it is the word of God has to say, when God sends us a word so that we can be able to step into the fullness of life that he's planned for us, the fullness of life that he sent his son to die so that we can be able to receive, the fullness of life so that the exchange could be made. So that we could walk in what it is that Jesus walked in while he was on the face of this earth. Never sick a day in his life. Never broke a day in his life. Never in despair. Nothing pulling out his hair. Nothing like that. You know, God, he, he was straight all the days of his life. He said, that's the life I want you to live. But he's going to send you a word for it to happen. He said, and if you draw back away from the word, just pull back. I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't think that's what ought to do. I, I don't know about all that. I don't even think that's the way I'm supposed to live. I know what they said, dude. I know what the Bible said. I saw it right there. The preacher showed it to me. But at the same time, I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me teach you. There's two decisions you can make about the word of God. Accept it or reject it. There's no third one. There's no think about it. Because the moment you think about it, you've just chosen, I don't receive it. Because you've you've rejected what it is that God says. And God says, if you draw back, my soul has no pleasure in you. None. That's out cold. Why is that? Because now you can't get to what I got in store for you. He set up all this stuff, ordained it before the foundations of the earth, sent his son to die so that we can be able to receive it, put it in the book so we could take a look and had that thing protected throughout ages. Whereas people died to make sure that that word gets in your lap so you can hear what it is that the father has to say to you so you can do what he said you can do so that you can receive what he has in store for you. And we're going to pull back. We're going to draw back. We're going to say no. We're going to say, I don't know. God said, no, I ain't got no pleasure in that. Why? Because this is the next verse. Watch this. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition. He showed you that you don't only draw back, you draw back unto perdition. We've already learned that that word perdition means destruction. It means desolation, which means that you move into desolation. Instead of stepping into the beautiful garden that God has in store for you, you step back into a desert with not even cactus up in there. Are you listening to me? Where everything's all dead and parched and dried up and messed up. And he said, that's what you're stepping back into. You're stepping back into destruction. Whereas I'm going to move you forward into the awesome life I have in store for you. But if you move back, you move back into destruction. No wonder he says that I don't want that, 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 that he has no pleasure in that. Why? Because he loved you so much that he sent his son so that the word that his son going to share with you will cause you to have life and that you will not have to perish. But if you reject what he has to say, you step back into the perishing that it is he's trying to deliver you from. He step, you step back into the mess that's still causing you to have stress rather than to move forward into this area that God called bless. You move back into it and he says, man, I ain't got no pleasure in that. And you think he doesn't have any pleasure in it. Well, watch the people that step back into it. Are you listening to me? Thinking that they're doing the right thing. Well, I don't know about right now. Maybe later. Maybe later. I remember every time I would say maybe later when people would come and try to tell me about the Lord. Man, I ain't interested in that. Man, get out of my face. Maybe later. Maybe later. Then I go through five more years of foolishness. Five more years of destruction. Five more years of my life being destroyed until I finally wised up and listened to what God had to say and receive, receive what he had to say. How long you been going through stuff? How long you been dealing with what you've been dealing with? 
How long are you still going over and over again, year after year after year after year, still crying the same tear because you won't receive the word that God brings near and keep pulling back? I don't know about all that. I don't know about that. I don't know. It's time to know. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And it's time for us to be able to step into the things that God has in store for you. We said already that the Lord sends us his word whenever he wants us to be able to step into the fullness of the things he has in store for us. Let's look at that word. John chapter six. St. John chapter six. Oh, it's going to get good here. St. John chapter six. Go ahead, turn in scriptures with me. Well, some of y'all have already turned to more scriptures than you ever turned in in a, in a church. Praise God. But that's all right. You're in the right one now, baby. St. John chapter six. And look, I didn't even have you stand up when we read it either. Praise God. You'd be standing all the time if I because I'm going to turn to some scriptures. Praise God. Nothing else. Your thighs would be bigger. Praise God. Cast be a little stronger. <laughs> Going up and down. John chapter six. I'm going to help you. Just sit down. John chapter six. You already know they only going to read one half scripture, one like that. We'll start reading verse 61. I like to start with this one. I always like this one because it's good to see it says. I like this one. It's good to start with this one. And the reason why is because this is what happens to many believers when you bring the word. This is what happened to some believers when I just say what I said. Verse 60. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? I love the Lord. The Lord is all up front in your face. A people think Jesus is like this little nice little cute guy who just tells everybody, it's okay, it's okay. It's, man, Jesus all up in your grill. He like, oh, look, he said, does this, is this offend you? Because he was telling them the word. He was telling them the truth. Paul had that problem too. He said in the book of Galatians, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And there's a lot of people that get offended when people tell them the truth. Why? Because they want to hold on to their raggedy lifestyle rather than move forward into the things that God has in store for them. And then the Lord love them enough to send them the truth, send them a messenger, someone to be able to come and tell them something. And then they're like, oh, I don't know about all that. Look, just, that's, that's your interpretation. That's why we're looking straight in the scripture so you can see beyond a shadow of a doubt. This ain't me talking. This is him talking. Are you listening to me? Does this offend you? Don't ever get offended by the word of God. When the word of God comes and gets in your face, deal with you in your life. Deal with you. Hey, us, forget you, us, us. Deal with us in our life. Don't ever get offended by the word of God. Because the word of God is an expression of love. The word of God is an expression of love. God loves you enough to tell you what's going on. Loves you enough to be able to show you where we have error in our actions and error in our ways. Why? Because he has a destination for each and every one of us. Jeremiah 29, everybody knows it, quotes it, got on their refrigerator and stuff like that. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you an expected end. We all know that, but do we really realize that God's got an expected end for us? He has an end he's trying to get us to. And in order to get us to this end, he's going to lead us by his word into this area, into the place he has in store for us. He's going to tell you exactly what you need to know. What's stopping you from getting it? What's going to stop you from getting it? What's in the way of you getting it? What will help you get it? He's going to tell you everything you know to be able to get it because he has an expected end for you. But then people get offended by somebody coming and sharing with them what's necessary. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But none of us. Amen. We don't get offended because we understand this about the word. 62. What? And if you see the son of God ascend up where he was before, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profit of nothing. The words that I speak, Jesus is saying unto you, they are spirit and they are life. We understand that this word is spirit in the, in, in, in the spirit brings us life. We know that we who are children of God, according to the Romans chapter eight, says that we're led by the spirit of God. That's not some spooky thing. Ooh, the spirit of God is leading me. You know, 
And we talked about that last week with all the spooky Christianity that be going on and everything else like that. Where everybody got a word for everybody. Everybody got a word. Pastor, I got a word for you. I said, right after I hear your word, I'll tell you, I'm going to have a word for you too. Praise God. Because <laughs> folk have all kind of words. Come on now. Anybody ever been around spooky Christians that always got a word for you? And they life raggedy and all mess? Come on. You, come on now. Most time they got a word for you. Everybody got a word for you. They life all tore up, but they got a word for you. You be like, while you was down there doing all this praying, didn't he have something to say to you too? We're led by the spirit of God. And what is this spirit? Here's, here it gets good, the spirit. He said in, in verse 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth. He said, and the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. It's the words that he's going to use that's going to lead you and guide you. Not a Holy Spirit. Yes, he is too. But he utilizes the words that Jesus speaks unto you to get you to the place he has in store for you. Why? Because the word is the power of God unto salvation. The word is that which will quicken you and cause you to begin to become alive. We learned that that word quicken uh, means to come alive. And I like that because the word of God causes things to be able to come alive. My God, that's good news. See, maybe y'all got everything going on good in your life, but I don't know. Everything ain't always going on right in my life. Every once in a while, something starts kind of like getting a little lame. Are you listening to me? Amen. And sometimes stuff just flat out dies out. Come on. Come on. But I got a word that will quicken. That word quicken means to make alive. To be able to cause it to come alive. Praise God. Amen. And that word will go in to whatever that is that's dead in the midst of your life and your situation and cause it to come alive. It'll quicken it. Bless God. We learned last week. Was it last week? Last week that this word of God is like a defibrillator. Praise God. Such a way was it'll you know how they got two paddles on a defibrillator. Praise God. And then something laying there dead and it's all laying there. It's just dead. But then they'll come with that defibrillator. Praise God. And they'll rub some stuff on it, some oil on it. Praise God. And then they, you know, hold it and they say clear. And after they say clear, they lay it on top of the place where the deadness was and go poof. And, they, and it hits it. And when they hit it, it just it, it makes it move. It makes it it makes it move. And, and usually, you know, if they hit it three, four times, praise God, a couple times, it, 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 it re-triggers something inside of it that causes life to begin to start forming until it can breathe on its own and stuff like that. Well, there's a lot of stuff that needs that's dead right now. Some of our checkbooks ain't breathing on their own. Are you listening to me? That's why we're calling up other people, asking them to, you know, add a little something to it. But God's trying to get them out the way so he can say, clear. And he can cause that thing to be able to come back alive again. Come on now. Some of our relationships is dead as a doorknob. Ain't nobody say amen, especially if they sit next to you. Praise God. Some of our relationships is dead as a doorknob right now. Ain't nobody talking to nobody. Ain't nobody really looking at you unless you're talking about the kids and stuff like that. Usually the kids is what we talk about. You know, you can always tell when relationships ain't really getting along. Only thing you talk about is the kids and talk about the kids, you know. <laughs> you can you got quiet up here. <laughs> ain't no rap about each other. Ain't no conversation. It know how are you doing and nothing like that. Or if you do, you really don't care. Praise God. But God's going to give you a defibrillator that allow that thing to be able to go on there and then just raise that thing back up until both of y'all just look at each other and it won't be spooky either. Y'all be like, all right, now. God, I got. And just like there's two paddles on a defibrillator, we found out that there's two paddles on this. And you just lay this bad boy across you. No, don't actually don't do that because somebody going to go home and be like. All right, here we go. You're going to look at their spouse and lay the Bible on them and stuff. Clear. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Amen. I was, I was being facetious. Praise God. He said, my word is spirit and my word is life. See, that's good to know because he said the flesh profiteth nothing. That's where your feelings are. It's all in your flesh. That's why you don't want to move based on your feelings. You want to move based on the word. You don't want to move based on your feelings. Your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings are real and you got to deal with them. Don't ignore them. 
A lot of people tell you, you know, just ignore your feelings. No, don't ignore them. They real because feelings are indicators that something is not right. They are indicators that something is not like pain. Like if you stand in some place and your foot start hurting and hurting and getting hurting more and more, look down and see why. It might be a reason. Are you listening to you might be standing in one of them um, fire ant mounds. Praise God. And you'll find out there's that's why pain is shooting all up my leg. It's because they're getting ate up right now. And if you, you know, you in pain, then there's a reason for the pain and we need to deal with that. But understand your feelings are not your motivator for how you conduct your life. Your feelings are not your reason or how or, or what causes you to be able to have direction on how you operate in life. Never operate based upon your feelings because that's not what you're supposed to. Because usually it will lead you into a direction which will cause you to profit nothing. Because most of us have said stuff when we shouldn't have said it. Most of us have done things when we shouldn't have done it because it was based upon our feelings. And we just let folk know. It gave them a piece of our mind based upon our feelings. Come on up in here. Amen. And, and, and folk that's married, you know you need to say amen. Because if folk done said stuff they ain't had no business saying and stuff like that. Little tetetes going on in the house, fencing matches and stuff like that, verbal fencing matches. Where folk just saying stuff to one another and stuff like that and they need to shut up. Amen. And operate according to the word rather than your feelings. Because your feelings all hurt. That's why you're saying what you're saying. But you don't operate based upon your feelings because it profits nothing. In fact, you keep talking, it's going to cost you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm teaching real good right now. Well, that's all the way have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're seeing the importance of our response to God's Word. I hope even more so that you're becoming inspired to respond properly to the Word God shares with me and you, so that all the things that God said in His Word that He'll do will actually be received and enjoyed by me and you. I hope you're learning to respond properly to God's Word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.